Your day has just begun. But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Hashtag Utah. Nice tackle, but an unfortunate turnover for the Sun Devils. And the first turnover of the night by Arizona State. And there it is. A record-setting run. Zach Moss runs his way into Utah football history. And the Utes get the win, 21-3. PK, the defense isn't going to play much better than that. The only reason they get a shutout was a fumble at the 18-yard line. Aside from, And even then, they pushed him back a little bit. Uh, minus four-yard drive, yeah. I don't think the offense is going to play any better than that defensively because I thought a couple of things that were understated at two of those turnovers that Utah had, the ASU's defense could have returned them for touchdowns and it really made things interesting, but the offense turned defense because there were both open field turnovers and looked like there was some path to run. And the offense got over there pretty quick to make tackles on defense. But yeah, it was a complete and total dominant performance. Not the game of the day, though. I mean, I'm shocked that you decided that Utah was bigger than BYU's win. Yeah, I just went in order of the games. I thought that, that was a stunner. I mean, this was a necessary thing, but... I mean, they didn't win anything by it. They're still in second place. Still trailing USC, who beat Arizona. Handled. good. Yeah. This is a good football team. Yeah. I mean, they're not SC, Pete Carroll, Reggie Bush, blah, blah, blah. But they're still a good team. They're a good football team, right. yeah. Because Notre Dame's really good, and that was a really close game, even in their losses. Yeah, exactly. The three losses have been close. I mean, Washington, I think, scored late, made it a two-touchdown in margin rather than just a one. But that was a close game. So, But SC has to play Oregon. Maybe ASU could get them, but their offense is going to have to get better, obviously. That was a complete and total dominant performance. Best defensive performance I've seen Utah ever play. Literally ever. So, how worried should Ute fans be about uh, Tyler limping around and not being in there in the fourth quarter? You think that was well, more precautionary? or A couple of things. I, I think that the... I, I'm, I refuse to discuss injuries because Kyle gets upset each time you do it. <laughs> uh, but they're playing Cal this week. Normally you would think that, you know, Cal is 0-3 without Garbers, so they look like they're a mess. They don't have anybody. But Utah's backups are not, I hate to say it, but they're not Pac-12 worthy. Not ready to light the world on fire and no. dominate people? I mean, outside of Huntley, their quarterback situation is a mess. They better hope that this rising kid really is a player. But he's another kid who couldn't hack it someplace else and is moving around. So, uh, they, they obviously, Tyler Huntley is the MVP, you could argue MVP of the league, let alone just the Utes. Uh, so I don't necessarily think they need him against Cal, but I don't want to go any further into injuries because they don't Kyle like to talk about it. Up, yeah. uh, but it's going to be an ongoing concern all season. Well, I can read that two ways, so good work. You can't get in trouble for that. Well... That just means the potential of injury is there every game. Right. That is, yes, and has been since game one. That's no different. But is the worry bigger now because he's limping around? He reached for his calf, but then the sideline guy said he was getting his ankle taped. So whatever, lower leg. I don't think it's either. All right, DJ and PK. Hashtag BYU. 
Near two for 11 in fourth down situations this year. Not at high success rate for sure. Can they keep this drive alive? Romney sneaks under center. He's going to throw it. Man, wide open. It's Bushman. Touchdown. BYU surprising Boise State on the fourth down and short. And they get six points out of it. Jeff Grimes, a couple of bold calls. PK fooled the Boise State defense twice with that. And then the flea flicker. It's a reverse. It's a throwback to the quarterback. Ah, it's a touchdown. You sure Jeff Grimes called that play? Oh, you think someone else called it? I gave the offensive coordinator the call, but I guess you got a passing game coordinator and they were passes, so there's that. Well, I can tell you that both guys called plays during the game. A-Rod also. I can say that with 100% certainty. Fortune favors the bold is the cliche. Yeah, that was really just so strange, man. Just bold, aggressive. Yeah, it it paid off. It was a completely different team, even different from when they beat SC. I can't explain it. I'm trying to, we are talking on TV last night, I'm trying to explain it, and I really don't know how I can do it. I, I can't put it into words, which is shocking for me, a blowhard, that I can't figure out but okay. I know it when I saw it. More surprising that with the third-string quarterback and the second-string running back and really not much of a running game, they were able to win this game, or more surprising that BYU's defense did such a good job for such a long period of time. And granted, they were they were getting beaten there at the end on those last two drives, and I think all Cougar fans are happy that Boise State didn't have five minutes for one more drive because that could have been bad. But they didn't, and BYU ran out the clock and they won the game. But that Boise State scored a touchdown so quickly and then was sitting on 10 points so late in the game, that was a long stretch of really good play by the BYU defense. I was, I, I'm not going to compare one versus the other, but I just like the, the attitude, the aggressive mindset of we're going for broke here. We're going to play like it's literally our last football game. And it worked, and it was on all sides, the coaching staff, uh, the players, everybody. And it was really fun to watch a team play like its life depended on it and maybe to the extent the coaching lives depended on it. And we heard the players earlier in the week talk about how they love playing for the man. And almost to the point of El Bakary, yeah, he was going to fight you right there and then <laughs> if you pushed him one more time with that question. Is that they weren't going to take it, man. They're not going to allow this guy to lose his job. And that mindset that they had, you know, obviously if you can say they would have had it in the prior two games, they probably would have won. Uh, but nevertheless, they didn't, and they beat Boise. And Boise had a nice comeback and very well could have, but it, it didn't matter because they didn't. That was BYU's – I thought it was the best game they played this season and most likely the best game they played since Wisconsin, even acknowledging that they'd beat SC. Why is this better than SC? I mean, because I thought they were both the, really good, but I Because just the way them. they played, they weren't as desperate against SC. It didn't seem to be anyway. And they weren't coming off two crappy, horrendous losses. Oh, that's true. And they weren't playing a team that was undefeated. And they weren't playing late at night, miserable and rain and everything. A team that's owned you in yeah. this series history. And, and certainly throw in the fact that the history is there and they've literally owned you to the point of just dominating you in terms of wins and losses. Maybe the games have been close like some of the Utes, but close losses don't count for anything other than close losses. And I just love the, the, the desperation that they played with, to me, it, it, something that isn't visible or tangible virtually was. Well, they got a bye week now to get ready. They got Utah State coming up. They got a great chance to be bowl eligible now. And uh, <laughs> it's not that we're surprised what their record is. But man, are we surprised how they got here. <laughs>
How often can you say, I predicted four, and, and I know some people pick three wrong and some pick five, but let's go to the middle ground. I picked four games wrong, but they're pretty much right where I thought they'd be. It's a weird deal. But there they are nonetheless, three and four. All right, DJ and PK. Hashtag Utah State. Here comes your kickoff. Let's see if they let Savon Scarver return this one. Scarver will from the goal line to the 10 to the 15. Gets a hole and here we go. They will not catch him. 40, 30, 20, 15, 10, 5. All-American touchdown for the Aggies. Wow. That was a thing of beauty right down the middle of the field. He set it up angling to the right for just a moment, then cut back to the left, and it was wide open. Broke a tackle, made the kicker miss. Well, matter of fact, the kicker never, never had a chance. Save on blue right by him. His second kick six of the season. Which brings up the question, and Scotty was kind of posing it there at the start. Why in the world would they let him return it? Why are people kicking to him, PK? Not watching well, game film? He's only returned two, which is awesome. But I, I can't, I can't speak for the mindset of the Nevada coaches. But it was, yeah, this kid's a, he's a threat, obviously. Thirty-six to ten. So despite the bad weather up there, they cover also that big three touchdown spread they had, and they were well beyond the twenty-one, twenty-two points they were getting. Four and two now on the year for the Aggies, and uh, their defense also, they give up a touchdown late, but that defense let them get out in front there and uh, took all the drama out of that. They had Nevada all bottled up there in the first half, 22-3 at the half. We got Gary Anderson coming up at 8.30. We can talk with the Aggie coach then. DJ and PK. Hashtag college football. McCourt for the win. In the air. It is up. There's a color guy who was a little too excited. Was he too excited? Yeah, I think so. Right. Illinois. I couldn't t- get that excited. Total but fan mode at that well, point. But it's one thing is. to holler and scream, but that was even more than that. Let's go. Well, I mean, what, what, are you, what are you gonna <laughs> analyze? It's a field goal that went through the uprights. You won. You were a thirty-point underdog. A staggering amount of points. I mean, that's as large as it gets, basically, and you won. I, I couldn't. I've never been that big of a fan. But I guess if you are, and I'm thankful that there are people like that. Undefeated sixth-ranked Wisconsin takes their first loss of the year. People like him provide us work, and I'm very grateful. I I don't have that level of fandom. I've never gone that nuts over any victory ever in my life. That was the big shocker of the weekend. There were other ranked teams that lost, including inside the Pac-12. Oregon beat Washington 35-31. They got a two-game lead over Oregon State and three games in the loss column over everybody else. They are running away and hiding in the North, PK. Well, we know exactly where they are. <laughs> First place in the North. I don't know where they're hiding. Bags and, packed, and they're ready to go to the Pac-12 title game? For sure, yeah. I think that uh, that's Utah's nemesis to get through the Rose Bowl, or SC. Whichever one should emerge, I still think it's going to be Utah because I don't think SC is going to beat Oregon and they're going to provide you with that loss. Now you need to beat Washington because asking SC to lose two more times might be too much, but that's on you. If you lose uh, to Washington and then lose the tiebreaker, you can't blame anybody but yourself. 
Fact. Yeah. Fact, fact, fact. I believe SC will lose again. It's just a question. And I don't think Utah, the only chance they have to lose now, unless Huntley has uh, serious issues, is Washington. You win that game, then it's set up. And that's pretty cool for the conference sake to have set up with two teams with power records uh, going in there. They really haven't beaten anybody of national note anyway. Uh, But that's your chance to beat each other. Seventh-ranked Penn State is still perfect. They held off Michigan, so they avoid Wisconsin's fate. Setting themselves up for a big game with Ohio State. All right, DJ and PK. Hashtag NFL. Shotgun formation, quick count. Rodgers takes, swings it right side. Jamal Williams, touchdown, Green Bay. Tahir Whitehead had coverage, but he had no chance. That happens so fast, you can't fault the linebacker. Jamal Williams, wide open for his third touchdown reception of the season. And the Packers take the lead 13-10. They fake the jet sweep. Rodgers deep drop. Throws left side of the end zone. Got his man. Touchdown, Jimmy Graham. A lunging grab at the far side pylon. Three-yard touchdown pass. Eric Harris beaten on the play. And the Packers extend to a 34-17 lead. And the Packers end up beating the Raiders 42-24. Aaron Rodgers throws five touchdown passes. He runs for another touchdown. The Patriots play later tonight. And the Niners, who are undefeated, are winning with uh, awesome defensive numbers. For the Packers, who have one loss, awesome offense, PK. They, they just looked like a well-oiled machine in that game, just flying up and down the field. The game really changed right before halftime. Fumble stretched for the end zone, and when you fumble the ball into the end zone and out the side of the end zone, it's a touchback. So Carr fumbled that away, and Rodgers took him 80 yards, and it was a blowout from there. He's on top of his game right now. It's fun to watch. Saints on top of their game without Drew Brees. Who knew? That's five in a row now, PK. Five in a row. You got Taysom Hill, man. Anything's possible. You see him catch that ball? They beat the Bears. And they ran like four yards. It was incredible. (laughs) He can catch. Did your timeline light up like mine did? (laughs) (laughs) He caught that ball, man. They did that little swing pass to him. And he he knew where to go. It was no hesitation. Boom, he was right there. Touchdown. Well, you probably don't want to hear a lot of Arizona State talk on the radio today, do you? Oh, fine. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, it'll be a lot of... uh, what? A lot of uh, Arizona Cardinals. Why not? Oh, oh, I thought you meant our Because they won three. No, we're in the NFL. Arizona's won three in a row, not over the most awesome competition, but nonetheless. Yeah, lose, they, that's who they talk about. They've won the three Devils could be 14-0. and zero. That, <laughs> that never changes. They could. I mean, it, they, they, they don't talk about those guys. No, I'm more than willing to talk about it here. I know. I know. We'll talk about it here. Now, I was talking in relation to the NFL because the Cardinals have a three-game win streak. Well, yeah, but it wouldn't matter. I mean, I think they beat Cincinnati, Atlanta, and the Giants. Sucks. Not exactly murderers, well. Sucks, sucky, but all. But it's still it's three wins. And the NFC West doesn't have a team under five hundred. Good for them. I mean, Seattle was a little bit of a surprise defeat. They're losing to Baltimore. Yeah, a couple but, of defensive scores. Lamar for Jackson's the, the a player, man. He's fun. To, he's fun to watch. He's running right there on TV right now. The Niners are still undefeated in a deluge in Washington, D.C. They win 9-0 with slip-and-slide video guys running and sliding all over the place. All waterlogged. But they are still undefeated. And the Patriots are undefeated, and they'll play the Jets tonight. DJ and PK. 
Hashtag Major League Baseball. Here's a 2-1. And that's driven deep to left center field. Garner is going back. Looking out. See you later. See you later. Astros headed back to the World Series. Jose Altuve, a walk-off two-run homer. And the Astros beat the Yankees 6-4. Win the ALCS four games to two. Astros back to the series. They had chances to put it away early. Didn't. Yankees came and tied it up, and Altuve delivers the dramatic blast. And now the Astros' huge favorites over the Nationals. Biggest World Series favorite in 12 years, according to oddsmakers. You see it that way, or you figure the Nationals with their starting pitching, this is more even than you think? Uh, I would go more the latter, sure, yeah. But I certainly would favor Houston. I think they're a better ball club. Uh, but... You don't know what's going to happen there. Pitching. Pitching dominates. Pitching, clutch hitting. I think Houston has a better lineup for sure. That's why baseball is the greatest sport ever. That's 5'6", 165-pound guy. Drives one out of the park. Off a 6'4", dude who throws 100. Name me what other sport can a 5'6 guy dominate a 6'4 guy? Well, they could have dunked on him in basketball, and he could have uh, just trucked him in a football game. It just doesn't happen. It does not happen, man. It was I was watching it live. It was just awesome. I'm not a Nationals fan or any fan for that matter, but just to see it at home, James Harden and Russell Westbrook sitting in the first row, it was awesome. DJ and PK. Hashtag RSL. Well, another sport where the smaller guy can make a difference. Coming on as a sub. I knew you were going to say that in soccer. Plata, allegedly 5'2". But they're all short. In at least Americans. He found Savarino. Savarino got the goal late in RSL. Like the Astros had chances early and didn't put him away, but they got the goal late and they got the win, and they're on to Seattle. And I'm glad round. that you and Yak made a conscious decision to follow this. Oh, come on. Don't do this oh, to oh, me. You didn't do it? Uh, read this, the first line here. <laughs> I knew when you pulled that paper From out Thursday. What it was. Read it. The very first line. Greg Bowler Jack. Uh, below that, the oh. line where we start the sports uh, recaps. Just read it out loud. The Utah Jazz. Utah Jazz dropped their preseason finale 126 to 118 to the. Portland Timbers. I really was wondering, where are we going with this? Yeah. I'm glad you two you made held that on conscious to that decision. For a- Clearly, <laughs> he did, because he just put, handed it to me. Put it in the backpack. Yes, I did. Portland Timbers, of course. Not the Trailblazers. But I'm glad you two, two represent got him 1280 The Zone hey, with its soccer coverage. Listen to DJ and Yuck's Soccer Talk, our podcast, okay? You know, I'm probably going to pass on that. And I don't think I'm alone. But go RSL. On to face the Sounders. Donovan Mitchell's got a future in television, doesn't he? All things to all people. He tweeted out, way to go, RSL. Something like that. Is that the Ute game? Something ever happens to softball Mick. He can, you can have Mitch, uh, Mitchell do your prep of the week. Seems unlikely. Softball Mick? I don't think we pay enough. Donovan will do a little here and there, but I don't see him. Yeah, but see, he's not like you. He doesn't do things for the almighty buck. Ah. Well, we'll see if he goes into local TV. It's a short yeah, list of guys. He sort of already is. Short list of guys who are doing that. When's your, when's your team play? 
RSO plays the Sounders Wednesday night, FS1. That's good that it's a weeknight. Get out of the football. Exactly. That's a smart decision. Yep. And the uh, same way with the uh, whoever advances the conference final, get another weeknight game. Good. Can pay attention to it then. It's difficult on uh, the weekend for sure. RSL was playing on uh, ESPN News the same time the Aggies were playing on ESPNU, the same time the Cougars were playing on ESPN2. Yes, exactly. The family of networks embracing Utah fully. Holy cow. Time zone, Ben. Fact. What is Trending is brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. Receive a free reverse osmosis system with the purchase of any water softener at Shamrock Plumbing. 801-295-1690. That's Shamrock Plumbing. Coming up, Frank Dolce, our Utah insider and analyst with the Zone Sports Network, will join us next. Gary Anderson, Aggie football coach at 830. Stay with us.